following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We are back live across Michigan, hour number two on a Wednesday broadcast. In a moment, Mark Hewlett, executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, will join us. We'll get his thoughts on Michigan State, Penn State football, now playing Friday night, the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday at Ford Field. High school championships now are moved to Saturday and Sunday. If there are religious issues with the score individual, those games will be on Saturday or flip-flop, so an interesting development out of nowhere, because I was getting ready for the show, and we have Jeremy Reisman, Pride of Detroit, coming up, MichaelHairDetroitLines.com, within the next 90 minutes on the OTAs and Lions offseason, and I saw Black Friday, a Michigan State graphic playing at Ford Field, I'm like, okay, maybe they're going to play a couple of high school games in the morning and play six, you know, on Saturday, and then I looked at the schedule, and then I you started to get wind that the games on the high school level will be moved to Saturday and Sunday. I I don't like breaking the tradition, but the reality is Michigan State, Penn State, NBC, Peacock, uh, Spartans didn't want to play the game at Spartan Stadium, so that's where we're at right now. Mark, you executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association is standing by. How you doing, Mark? Afternoon, Bill. I know you're busy. Uh, you're actually out in Omaha uh, with a Big Ten Baseball Tournament, uh, which is Omaha is a fabulous place, College World Series, some of the best weeks I've ever had in my life. I tell everybody, if you love the game of baseball, get out uh, to Omaha. Uh, but the breaking news here in the last couple of hours about the Friday high school state championship games being bumped to Sunday because of Michigan State, Penn State, college football on Black Friday with NBC and Peacock. Uh, it seemed to move fast. When did you uh, get wind of this? When did they reach out to you, and how did it all go down? So we got our first uh, outreach from Michigan State um, just shy of a month ago. And, uh, you know, two of the, the very best partners that we have, uh, Michigan State is at the very top of the list. The long relationship we have um, you know, we play both boys and girls basketball semis and finals over at Breslin, um, spring girls soccer, baseball, softball championships have been there. Um, so we are in almost weekly contact with Michigan State Athletics, and, and that's a really, really good relationship. And we got a heads up that this could be a possibility, that the Big Ten Conference had reached out, that, uh, you know, maybe a move to Ford Field. I can tell you, Bill, that um, – you know, it was after that first conversation with both Michigan State and and just as good of a friend and partner um, with the good folks at Ford Field. We understood that this would be a one-time um, kind of unique situation. And, you know, so your listeners may say, well, one time, well, you know, Michigan State's going to play the last weekend at home in the regular season every other year. Uh, the reason why we were able to make this work for this one year is is two years from now in 2025, the college football playoff is expanding. And when the playoff expands, 
the regular season's actually moving a week earlier. So in 2025, our Thanksgiving weekend at Ford Field for our championships, the only college football conflict that we'll have is with the Big Ten championship game. Two years from now, no longer do we have to compete with Michigan, uh, Michigan and Ohio State at noon on Saturday or Michigan State, Penn State. So it, it became clear that this was a one-year issue um, with Michigan State playing on Friday that was more palatable to me um, that we would still get two back-to-back days, and certainly, you know, playing on Sunday creates some challenges um, for some of our, our school communities. But Saturday, Sunday, still having consecutive days with you know our staff and setup and all those things. Um, you know, one of our initial conversations is that Michigan State and Penn State might be a Saturday game. Well, then we would play four of our our finals on Friday and then come back on Sunday and. So it all worked out. Like I said, a a one-year dilemma. Uh, The Lions on Thursday, Michigan State on Friday, and then we still preserve our our eight championship games at Ford Field instead of Friday, Saturday. It's now going to be Saturday, Sunday for one year, and uh, we were glad to play a small part in in terms of making the puzzle fit. Yeah, and we'll talk more about the puzzle fitting, but uh, the Sunday games, uh, there are individuals, there are schools, there are coaches uh, that – you know, their personal religious beliefs won't allow them to play on Sunday. Uh, how will you deal with those situations, whether it's a school or individuals? So our prohibition against uh, Sunday uh, events and competition went away almost a decade ago. And the reason for that is we have many uh, religious schools within our membership of all kinds of, of faiths. Uh, for example, we have uh, the, the Jewish Academy of Metro Detroit. Well, their Sabbath is from sundown on Friday until sundown on Saturday, and that's one of our members to where many, if not most, of our, our final championship events are set for Friday and Saturday. So there's a case of, of one faith that uh, on their Sabbath has also had to, to work around what our championship events are. So that, that's been a, a longstanding issue. Um, you know, you probably don't hear it as much um, from those communities, but that has always been um, a factor for us. So that, that's one reason we're going to approach uh, this November with flex scheduling. We are not going to announce what divisions are going to play on what days or what divisions are going to play at certain game times until probably after the second round of the, of the playoffs are complete. Um, the reality is that football schools do not need to know now of what uh, day the Division Five championship game is going to be. Uh, everybody really begins to pay attention to their date and their time after they win their semifinal game. And for us, waiting until mid-November, we'll be able to see who's on the bracket. We'll be able to kind of uh, forecast a little bit of what some potential matchups could be. And if some of our uh, schools do have uh, policy in place that prohibits them from playing on Sunday, then those would be the divisions as we put our puzzle together that we probably uh, play on Saturday. It's, it's also the divisions where we potentially could have schools that are coming from a great distance away. The UP, Northern Lower Michigan, it makes much more sense for them to be a Saturday game than a Sunday game. I, I see our Sunday slate being more of our, our kind of metro, uh, probably our bigger school divisions, our, our metro school divisions, to where you get you know schools and areas within an hour or two of Ford Field, uh, uh, a mid-afternoon or even an early evening game on Sunday works 
where if it's Iron Mountain coming down on Sunday, uh, that's much, much, much more difficult. So we're going to kind of use a sketch, uh, a flex scheduling plan. We think uh, we'll be able to, to accommodate uh, all of our schools as effectively as possible. And certainly Sunday's a curveball, but it's one uh, that I don't think uh, is going to be an insurmountable challenge. If there is a, a religious exemption where a player or school doesn't want it on Sunday, will you flex them to Saturday and put another school in on Sunday that's willing to play? Possibly, but like I said, right now we have – um, we have Jewish schools in our state that are part of our membership. And, you know, if they have an individual or an athlete who qualifies for the cross-country championships on Saturday, um, you know, we're, we're not moving and rescheduling everything for them. So, again, what's unique is we do have uh, Saturday options and Sunday options, and we're going to keep uh, we're going to keep those options available. We're going to be good listeners, and like I said, we'll see after we get through about the second week of the playoffs to see how uh, the brackets fall out. Maybe see where our possible scenarios um, for some of our uh, our Christian or faith based schools may have some challenges, and uh, we'll try and uh, put together a plan that accommodates everybody. You know, Mark, uh, and by the way, Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan, talking about uh, the high school football championships. What he just said for one year only will be Saturday and Sunday Thanksgiving weekend instead of Friday and Saturday. When, when they first approach you, and I get that Ford Field and Michigan State for the Breslin and what you've done have been incredible partners uh, with your association and the MHSAA. But when they first reached out to you, what was your, because you're also a sports dad, uh, what was your first reaction personally, like you were thinking? I guess my first, my very first visceral thought was, here are two of the best, uh, best university in one of the best facilities that we work with. Not only do we have a healthy professional relationship um, some good working friendships have developed in both places over the years. And, you know, um, whenever we run into challenges or problems and I need help from outside groups, I reach out to my friends first. And uh, usually my friends are the first to step forward and say, okay, Mark, I, we, we hear your situation. Let's think of ways where, where we, can, we can help you. So that, that was really our starting point, that um, Michigan State, this was their situation. They really needed our help to make it work. Now, we have a handshake agreement with Ford Field. We don't have a contract to where we could have stood there and refused to move and pointed to the contract. We have a um, a handshake uh, evergreen agreement with Ford Field. And when issues like this come up, um, it's amazing how things can get solved when it's uh, professional, uh, friendly colleagues get together and you get some smart people in the room together and you say, okay, here's the problem. What can be our one-year workaround? Um, so that was my first reaction is because Michigan State has been so good to our association and our kids for the experiences that thousands of kids over the years have gotten to have at Michigan State to end their high school career. I'd say the same thing about Ford Field with you know what they allowed us to do during the COVID year to finish there in January. Um, the way that they're opening, uh, they've been hospitable with us adding divisions of girls wrestling for our weekend there uh, in early March. So, like I said, when um, friends in the business come to you and say, look, we have a dilemma and is there any way you can help us um, because of the, the 
relationship that's been grown and fostered over a number of years, it really made uh, the solution here pretty easy. So you're not concerned, though, with uh, no formal agreement that all of a sudden if Luke Bryan wanted a Friday or Saturday on a Thanksgiving weekend moving forward or another big college game was offered that you would have to move again. You said this was a one-year thing, and you're putting the word of your friends uh, with Michigan State and with Ford Field there at the front. Am I correct on that? 100% correct. And if I, I had that concern, we would you know, want to enter into a longer-term agreement or contract. It's, uh, the Lions are committed to football in Michigan. They're committed to high school football in Michigan. And that commitment that they've given us in our schools, um, yeah, we're moving by a day, but our eight championship games are still indoors, still going to be at Ford Field. And that's because of uh, how well um, the Lions and Ford Field have treated us going all the way back to 2004. Yeah, I think my first reaction was, why break the tradition? Why not play the game at Spartan Stadium? And a lot of people have uh, their own opinions, and everybody has a right to an opinion. But I knew having you on the show today, Mark, we'd get an explanation, and your explanation uh, makes sense. It does. Well, if we're hearing, hearing that it's only one year and that it's not going to be an ongoing thing, uh, that kind of quiets down the venom that's out there right now. A hundred percent. And that, that was, to me, that was the biggest factor um, why, uh, why we found a way here. If this was going to be a recurring every other year problem and issue, um, there would have been a lot more heartburn. But with the expanded playoff, I, I'm really excited, Bill, because certainly um, you go back when I first started on staff and Thanksgiving weekend, the Big Ten season ended the weekend before our final. So my first eight or nine years on staff, we were the only game in town Thanksgiving weekend. There was no, no college conflicts other than a, an occasional conference championship game. Well, when the Big Ten schedule moved back a week, when they added that extra bye weekend, um, it hurts our crowds right now on Thanksgiving weekend to where our Division One final goes up head-to-head against Michigan-Ohio State on Saturday every year. Um, that hurts us. That hurts attendance. It hurts interest. And so fast forward two years from now, where the only competition for us, again, will be that conference championship weekend where we're no longer going up against Michigan-Ohio State every year. That's exciting. I think that's going to be good for high school football in our state. And because um, this was a, a one-year problem that uh, our friends at Michigan State brought us, um, I'm glad we were able to find a way around it. Yeah, I do. I, I think I'm settling down when I hear it was a one-year thing. And the Friday night game with NBC with Peacock and really inside Ford Field, uh, for them to give you some video board messaging if they do that, promoting the high school championships that weekend also could be good for your attendance. It could, and, and we're absolutely going to piggyback on that. You know, it, it's really, you want to talk about a uh, for the, the football fanatic, um, spend that Thanksgiving weekend in Detroit to where you can see Lions Packers on Thursday, Penn State, Michigan State on Friday, and then eight great high school games on Saturday, Sunday. Um, you know, you want to talk about a really special football weekend in our state, and we're glad uh, to be 50% of that. Um, we think it's going to be exciting. And, yeah, Sunday will certainly be different and unique, but I think it will give us um, some opportunities to tweak our schedule a little bit and, again, to piggyback off uh, what's going on there for uh, Thursday and Friday to maybe even generate uh, more interest and attention. You know, Mark, when you get an explanation of everything, it really calms down the masses. 
That's cool. I, 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 I listened to what you said the last 15 minutes, and I can understand that you really fought to – not fought, but you held, held your ground that this would only be a one-time thing with Ford Field, I assume, right? It is, and, and the reason that is clandestine is, again, the entire college football calendar two years from now – it is moving earlier. So, uh, you know, colleges will start now the weekend. Uh, no more week zero. That uh, Our current week zero will be when most colleges open up. The regular season finishes the weekend before Thanksgiving. The conference championships will be on Thanksgiving weekend so they can get in, um, you know, that expanded playoff. No, because of the, the change of the, the college football calendar, this will be good for high school football long term. And, um, in uh, the interim, uh, kind of this one-year curveball, and uh, we were glad to, like I said, to really help out two of our very best partners. So Michigan State, did the Big Ten or Michigan State approach you first? It was all Michigan State. So uh, I know the conference was involved in conversations, um, but Michigan State is where our relationships have been. Paul Shager, who's one of the associate uh, 80s at Michigan State, who I've known for a long, long time. Um, you know, it was conversations between Paul and I at Michigan State, because uh, ultimately it's their home game. They're the ones that are moving their home game. And then we looped in uh, Brad Michaels, who's our contact at Ford Field. Um, but no, this was really driven by Michigan State. And um, we think that, uh, you know, with us moving days and some of just the arena setup issues and challenges and hurdles and how we're going to work together on some of those things, uh, we'll think we'll be in really good shape. Did MSU ever say why they wanted to move it? Was it just they didn't want to play a Friday night game in cold weather end of November? Yeah, so they actually, this scenario got discussed um I want to say it was just before COVID, so we're talking like four or five years ago, to where when the Big Ten schedule got tweaked, you know, Michigan State and Penn State was a somewhat traditional closer. Then they went away from that for a few years, so Michigan State was then hosting Maryland and Rutgers to finish the regular season. Well, Thanksgiving weekend, outdoors, Maryland coming to town or Rutgers coming to town, no disrespect to either of those institutions. You know, Michigan State struggled with with attendance at home. And so they even floated out the idea of, you know, hey, if we would take our games to Ford Field, would there be any flexibility? And then, of course, you know, COVID hit and those conversations kind of started. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, a a Michigan State game on Saturday would have really made things difficult for us having to split our days going Friday and Sunday. So at least with uh, the Big Ten putting that game on Friday, we still get our back-to-back dates to where our staff, officials, you know, all of the moving parts that are required to pull off eight games in two days down in Detroit, um, we were still able to preserve that, um, which was really important. But um, like I said, the, where I'm able to sleep soundly at night is um, the college football calendar is shifting a week earlier, which, again, uh, I'm looking forward to 25 where Thanksgiving weekend uh, our high schools will, again, kind of return to be the only game in town on uh, Friday and Saturday. Mark Ewell is the executive director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association with a live update on the Michigan State-Penn State football game now Friday night, November 24th, the day after Thanksgiving at Ford Field. The 8-11-man championship games will be Saturday and Sunday this fall at Ford Field with the MHSAA and participating schools. Mark, appreciate the update. Enjoy uh, your time out there at the Big Ten Baseball Tournament in Omaha. 
Will do. Thanks, Bill. All right, Mark Kuhl. There it is. That guy just answers the questions. And when you give somebody the real story, it is tough to speculate and even get super upset. Yes, my my venom on this story is directed at Michigan State that they should have kept the game on Friday night in East Lansing. That's better for the fans, and it's better for the seniors. And it never would have been a conflict. That's my point here. No negative against Mark Ewell at MHSA or Ford Field. Michigan State didn't have to move the game, and I'll still stand by that. That's my opinion. You can drop yours at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and on the Mercantile Bank listener line, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. I also have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Denver is awaiting the winner of the Boston-Miami series. So if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when you sign up, new customers then can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly whether your team wins or loses. Plus, everyone on the DraftKings Sportsbook app can score a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Just open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA playoff game. If your bet loses, DraftKings will give you a bonus bet back in the amount of your initial bet up to $10. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up and new customers can make that $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you sign up with code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Now, if you miss any huge opinion, any interview, any hour, any full show, our podcasts are free, and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. And Superfly wanted me to remind everybody the all-night, all-day replay happens every night at 6 p.m. until the next show airs. A three-hour replay in its entirety of every show. That's at thehugeshow.net. You can log on and listen to the all-night, all-day replay every night at thehugeshow.net. From Petoskey to Detroit, this show is huge. He first came to our attention as the guitarist in the legendary band Traffic. Rock and Roll Hall of Famer Dave Mason is coming to the DeVos Performance Hall May 25th with special guest The Outlaws. Tickets are now on sale at Ticketmaster.com. One night only, live on stage, Dave Mason and The Outlaws from 111 Productions and Danny Zalisco Presents. 
Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at RoastUmber.com. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer. IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. I'm Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball. I'm Henry Moore, and football is my game. So we know a few things about sports. And the passion of Detroit fans. That's why we're big fans of Eagle Casino and Sports. It's the mobile sports book that lets you bet on action all year long. Right from your mobile device. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Download the app and start winning today. Must be 21 or older and in Michigan to play. At Mercantile Bank, we believe in empowering the communities we serve and that financially strong individuals and families are vital for building strong communities. That's why we're committed to providing budgeting tools and interactive resources designed to help you take charge of your finances. Our friendly staff is always here to help answer questions and provide solutions to help you reach your goals. Call, stop in, or visit us online at MercBank.com to learn more. And let's help you make today count. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Did you know that child abuse is 100% preventable? 100%. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police could use your help because you have the power to make that 100% dream a reality. Start by talking with your local police department and learn how you can work together to prevent child abuse right in your own community. 100% is within our reach, and our kids are counting on us to make it happen. You're listening to the Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go talk to Keith Langloy, Pistons NBA insider at Pistons.com. He is standing by on the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give. Guess line, how you doing, Keith? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, take me inside that draft lottery day and what the mood was. I know what it was with the fans uh, when the Pistons ended up with the fifth pick when they were hoping to get number one. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, I think the, the most uh, disappointing thing about it was as, uh, you know, and, and I was at the uh, Pistons, uh, you know, uh, headquarters there in downtown Detroit, and they had they had a bunch of fans in for an event for a party, and you know, they were all watching as the, uh, you know, they come down from 14 and they, they get to six and it, and it held form. There had been nobody that jumped up. So you're thinking, you know, the reality is you knew all what the odds said that there was, it was basically a coin flip that the Pistons would be picking fifth as opposed to a top four pick. But when form held through, you know, the first nine picks, I guess, um, yeah, it, it, then it looked like, okay, we know that that no one has jumped ahead of us so far. So maybe, maybe the, the map is working in our favor this time. And then when you get to five, then the, the suspense, you know, you, you expect a little bit of a suspense to, to build and all of a sudden it was over and it was, 
it was kind of, you know, it was disappointing in, in, in that moment, certainly. But, it, again, it, it was a coin flip, and they all knew that. And as Troy Weaver said, I, look, I'm not planning. We don't build our strategy around winning the lottery. That's what. That's why they call it a lottery. So, yeah, obviously disappointing, and especially so because in a year where you're, 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 they're talking about Victor Wembanyama coming in as perhaps the, the most hyped prospect ever, and you know the most desirable uh, lottery prize since at least Anthony Davis and probably LeBron James before him, and 20 years ago, you, you can't help but be disappointed. And yet, every every team in that lottery, even the, the even the three teams, Pistons being one of them, the best chance knew there was an 86 percent chance it wasn't going to happen. So that that's how it turned out. And you know, you you kind of you you, you know you, you shrug your shoulders, swallow hard, and move on. So now with the fifth pick in the summer's draft on the NBA side, uh, the Pistons. Yeah, it's it's one of the weaker drafts. I'll be honest. I get the the Victor side of things and the generational potential, but man, as I go through these mock drafts before and after uh, the lottery night, uh, it 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 might be uh, the weakest stateside NBA draft I've ever seen. Well, wait till next year. <laughs> that one's that one's supposed to be worse. Um, I, I think that I think that this draft is. Um, I don't know that we know enough about it to qualify it as weak or strong, and mostly because of of the, the disparity in backgrounds of, of of the people that are projected to be at the top of the draft. Look, we're used to we've gotten used to one and dones, and, and we I, you know I think scouts know how to kind of uh, project how single season production in college will extrapolate when these guys are 19 and playing against you know college seniors. Uh, how to extrapolate that? They know how to extrapolate for yeah. After you know, roughly thirty years of of dealing with international prospects, now they look they look at someone's production and as a young player in in the European pro leagues and know how to extrapolate that. But this year, three of the five, six, seven uh, top prospects are coming from uh, backgrounds where it's a little more difficult, uh, a little more nuanced. Uh, Scoot Henderson, either the two or projected two or three thick, is coming from the G League Ignite. They've only been in existence a couple of years, and then in the even bigger wild card, the Thompson Twins are coming from Overtime Elite, and no one really knows what to how to how to extrapolate that production against that quality of competition. So, I mean, look, those guys. Uh, everybody looks at Henderson and the Thompson Twins, and, and they're obviously jaw-dropping athletes. Maybe they'll be really good players, and maybe they'll be they'll be washouts. I just don't. It, it's a. It is. I. I think it's. I think it's the toughest first round high lottery to project since. I don't know. Maybe the Anthony Bennett draft, whenever that was, when uh, uh, was that 2013? I want to say maybe um, when an hour before the draft, Bennett's agent was calling around. I think the Pistons had the eighth pick that year. And he was hoping that that uh, the Pistons would guarantee that he wouldn't fall any farther than eighth, and he winds up going winds up going first, and then was out of the league in two or three years later. So that was that was probably the weakest draft I remember. But but uh, but this one I would characterize more as an uncertain um, the top of the lottery. Keith Langloy, Pistons dot com, Pistons NBA insider, joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. It seemed like the Pistons were moving fast on a replacement for Dwayne Casey as their new head coach. And then uh, some really big 
surprises in terms of firings in Milwaukee, Phoenix. Things slowed down. Reportedly, there were some interviews. So now what's the timetable you're hearing? Or are you hearing anything when it comes to the announcement of the replacement for Casey as the Pistons' next head coach? Yeah, I don't, I, you know, all I know is Detroit, Troy said uh, uh, the day that, uh, well, it was, it was uh, April 9th, two days after the season ended, when he talked with, with Dwayne Casey as Dwayne was stepping down, that that he did not feel a real sense of urgency. Um, matter of fact, I asked him if he, if, he, if he wanted to get a coach in place quickly simply because of the fact that they have so many young players on the roster and player development is such a big thing. And he, he and I, I get why he said it. He said I didn't, he didn't feel that sense of urgency. And one of the reasons is all their player development coaches are still under contract. They're still working with those guys. Um, but I, I think, you know, look, this is a really busy time of year for NBA front offices. I know that's hard to kind of wrap your head around the season ends and you're thinking, what, what could they possibly be doing? That There's draft prep and, and the way the NBA does it, unlike, you know, the NFL maybe or baseball, free agency and the draft come uh, basically right on top of each other. Um, so there's a lot of groundwork being laid here. And I, they, they honestly, they don't need a coach in place. There's no real reason to have a coach in place, even even on draft night. There's no real reason to have a head a head coach in place. So I don't think I think Troy is is focused primarily on, you know, he's got a lot of irons in the fire, and he certainly is capable of multitasking. But the the, the priority certainly through with the combine just wrapping up and all the pro days going on right now, there's a lot of uh, a lot of balls to keep in, in the air just with with the draft, and and then you've got to prepare, especially when you've got thirty million dollars in cap space you've got to be well prepared for free agency before um you know all, all, a lot of 90 percent of the groundwork of free agency is late before the official start of free agency you're talking to agents you're getting a sense of, of who might be interested in you that that i'm sure is occupying um most of his time right now uh, and, and they are you know it, i i know what's been reported i know that they they had supposedly been down to three finalists supposedly those three finalists have flown to los angeles to meet with tom gorris and it's kind of uh, that that's where we are for like the believe like the last two weeks maybe um so i i don't know any more than that i don't know if they're expanding their search no uh, i don't know if they're circling back to those three those three for another round of interviews but again i think that that uh troy has said all along that he does not feel the urgency to get it done immediately because there just there really isn't an urgent need to have a head coach in place in in june so Keith, uh, you mentioned free agency. Looking at the roster, uh, who is returning? Well, what do you think are position targets uh, for Troy Weaver in free agency this summer for the Pistons? Yeah, I think it's pretty clear. Um, you know, it, it's been more a, a, a kind of an open book, best player type thing for for the first couple of off seasons since Troy got here. But you look now; they've certainly got enough big men in place. Um, doesn't mean it doesn't mean that it precludes adding if, if they see an upgrade. But um, you know they've got four young big men. Marvin Bagley's the oldest at 24. Uh, Isaiah Stewart 21. Jalen Duran just uh, he, he's still 19. Um, and then they added James Wiseman just turned 22. So you've got four young big men in place. I wouldn't expect them to expend any resources in that department and you've got your future backcourt locked in with Cunningham and Ivy and Killian Hayes behind them so I, the obvious area where you're going to funnel resources this offseason is going to be in in that wing position you've got 
uh, Bogdanovich coming back. You've got Isaiah Livers. Uh, it, it, you know, I, I think they will go best player available certainly on draft night. Um, but right, you know, and that's kind of the silver lining of, of what happened on, on the lottery night is that falling to fifth, the strength of, of the draft after you get past Wembenyan and Henderson, big man and point guard, you're talking about wings. So I think they will probably add a wing in the, on draft night and, you know, they they could certainly use their thirty million in in cap space the way they have in in the past couple of off seasons in in to facilitate trades. As a matter of fact, I would I would be kind of leading that way. It's a it's a thin free agent crop this year. I would kind of expect them to to use that cap space in, in trades, but I would expect the target to be someone who you know who's someone in that six seven. Six nine range who, who can shoot a little bit, play some defense, and best of both worlds. Hopefully, do both, but uh, certainly one or the other. Um, and, and that would be, you know, that that's the that's the clear roster need this this off season, which is again, it, it's it's it, it's been kind of a blank slate for the first couple of off seasons for sure. You could go wherever, you know, wherever opportunity to took him took him. This year, it's more clearly he's got to focus on that wing position. Yeah, a slasher too. Uh, not just a shooter. I think when you look at Bogdanovich and Ivy can take it to the rack, and Cade is more of a shooter. And you're right with Weissman, uh, Duran, uh, Bagley, and Stewart. They're loaded. I, I think a couple of those guys could be gone. But I'd like to see a slasher, a power forward, either with the big money, with the thirty million in free agent cash, or if you find a slasher, you can get with that fifth pick. So they got options. Coming off of 17 wins, I think they need to show dramatic improvement uh, to kind of create new confidence uh, in this squad. Keith, always appreciate uh, the conversation. We'll talk again, either as we get closer to the draft, free agent signings, or if the Pistons name a new head coach. Thanks, Bill. Anytime. All right, Keith Langloy checking in on the Meyer LPGA Classic for Simply Give Guest Line. Don't forget, Father's Day week. It's one of America's top golf tournaments. An incredible uh, six-day event at the Blyfield Country Club, Plainfield Township. All the info and tickets at MeyerLPGAClassic.com. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Shop everything you need for Memorial Day with one stop at Meyer. Get buy one, get one free 80% lean ground beef. Buy five, save $5 on Aunt Millie Stadium Buns, Coca-Cola or Pepsi 24 pack, plus deposit where applicable. Sweet baby ray sauce and laced potato chips. Plus, have fun in the sun with 40% off the entire stock of swimwear for the family. Celebrate together and get the same prices online and in-store this week at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Tom Rosenbach. He's been the managing partner at Bean Garter for years. He helped grow that firm with the great men and women who are there every day in downtown Grand Rapids working hard for their clients. Well, now Bean Garter has officially merged with Dorn Mayhew, a Detroit-based business company, and they're still going to have that local feel. The same local experts you know and trust, but with newly expanded global capabilities. So Bean Garter is becoming Dorn Mayhew, which means stronger than ever before. And stronger together is that hashtag you can remember now as Bean Garter becomes a Dorn Mayhew firm. But remember, they'll still have that local feel in Grand Rapids and across the state. Dorn Mayhew is a Michigan-based company in Troy. But that local feel with a global reach. And Tom Rosenbach wanted me to express to every client and individual listening 
that Bean Garter now is adorn Mayhew firm. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Take on the open road for Harley-Davidson's 120th anniversary. Saturdays in May, win a 2023 Street Glider. On May 27th, you can drive home a limited edition Fat Boy. It's the 120th anniversary Harley-Davidson giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Hey, this is Matt Shepard from the Michigan Sports Network. I love summers in Michigan because it means golf season. Now, two things always when I go golfing. I make sure I got my sticks, and I've got plenty of cold, fresh Labatt Blue Light. Whether I've just squeezed in 18 holes or I just want to relax on the patio after a long day, everywhere I go, and I'm serious when I tell you this, I tell people about the smooth, genuine taste of Labatt Blue Light. It's just a great beer. Michigan Sports Network is giving you a chance to win a foursome to Michigan's best courses. Just listen weekdays to the Huge Show and X's and Bros, or just text GOLF to 21,000 to enter. That's GOLF to 21,000. The trip includes two overnight stays and two rounds of golf, all brought to you by my friends at Labatt Blue Light. So grab a Labatt Blue Light the next time you head out onto the course and enjoy the blue skies, because blue is for Michigan summers and great times. Always enjoy responsibly. Copyright 2023 Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. All rights reserved. Labatt is a registered U.S. trademark of Labatt Brewing Company, LTD. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back, segment three, our number two on this Wednesday broadcast. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer, one of the best in the business. A couple of reminders, make sure you text the word GOLF to 21000. If you're 21 and up, uh, you text GOLF to 21000. You'll be in our drawings all summer long for overnight stays for four, two nights, 36 holes of golf at either the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, less than an hour north of GR, the Agaming Golf Resort near Elk Rapids between Charlevoix and northern Michigan, or the Dumaglass Golf Resort uh, halfway between Boyne City and Charlevoix. Uh, just text GOLF to 21000. Coming up in our final hour, Jeremy Reisman from Pride of Detroit. We'll talk about the Lions. Man, those photos of Montgomery, Campbell, the offseason. This will be a NFC playoff year. Could it be Ford Field will be the road to the Super Bowl? Jeremy Reisman, Mike O'Hara will join us next hour. Also, we'll have our True and Blue segment as we salute law enforcement throughout Michigan via the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police. We'll be listening for that coming up in less than an hour. I also have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So the Nuggets are the Western Conference champs. We're awaiting the end of Boston and Miami, and Boston stayed alive with that win last night. So the DraftKings Sportsbook has a huge offer for my listeners. New customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up can make a $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. 
no matter if your team wins or loses. Plus, everyone on the DraftKings Sportsbook app can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Just open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA playoff game. And if your bet loses, DraftKings will give you a bonus bet back in the amount of your initial bet up to $10. So just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers can make that $5 bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you sign up with code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Opt-in required. One bonus bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. So always use that code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Big. Bad. Huge. 